Praise the Lord. My name is Samuel Odo and you are listening to Have Dominion Podcast. Let's pray. Father, I ask you, Lord, to speak to all of my listeners around the world. Holy Spirit, I ask you to speak through me today. I ask that this message will come through with simplicity, with clarity, with accuracy, and with great anointing. And I thank you because I know you have just answered my prayers. I pray that you destroy every form of fear, every form of worry, every form of anxiety in the life of anyone that will listen to this message in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen and amen. The title of today's message is Don't Worry, Be Happy. Don't Worry, Be Happy. And whenever God speaks, there is an anointing that comes with the word of God. When God told Peter to come, immediately that word come came with the ability to walk on water. Hallelujah. When God told man, Adam, to be fruitful and multiply, the ability to be fruitful and multiply came with that word. The word of God is coming to you again. Don't worry, be happy. And somebody may be thinking, how can you go through life without worrying? No. Just believe the word, receive the word. As many as received him, remember Jesus is the word of God. So as many as received the word of God, he gave them power to become sons of God. So whatever word you receive, you are empowered to become and to do and to be obedient. There's a spirit of obedience that comes with this word. There's a a, a spirit of an empowerment from the Holy Spirit to fulfill, to be obedient to act on every word that you receive. So today, the title of the message is Don't Worry, Be Happy. We're going to learn how to overcome fears, how to overcome anxiety, how to overcome worries in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We'll be taking our text from Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. Matthew chapter 6, from verse 25 to 34. Uh, and I'm going to read from the Passion's translation. I'll be taking a break in between to explain what I'm reading. So I'd like you to uh, follow me in Jesus' name. Verse 25, this is why I tell you to never be worried about your life for all that you need will be provided. God is speaking to you, child of God. Never be worried about your life for all that you need will be provided such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Everything your body needs will be provided. This is God speaking to you. And I pray that you receive this. As you are listening to me reading through this passage of the scripture, faith is going to be burned in your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that now faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As you are hearing this word, these are God's words to you. And I pray in Jesus' name that your faith will come alive. In Jesus' name. I read again. This is why I tell you, to never be worried about your life. God is telling you, never be worried about your life. For all that you need will be provided. All that you need will be provided, such as food. Don't worry about food. Food will be provided. Don't worry about food. Food will be provided. Don't worry about what your children are going to eat. God is going to provide for your children to have something to eat. He said, don't worry about water. Don't worry about clothing. Everything your body needs will be provided. I continue, isn't there more to your life than a meal? 
isn't your body more than clothing? Verse 26. Consider the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food, yet your heavenly Father provides for them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they? The birds at the back of my house, there are birds, there are always birds. For some reason, there is always something for them to eat there. Sometimes I throw things there. If I have leftover food, sometimes I just throw it at the back of my house because I know that those birds come to eat. That is one of the ways. Any day I decide that I'm not going to throw food there again, God is going to supply. Before I started throwing food there, the birds were eating. The birds don't pray in the morning, Oh God, give us food to eat. God takes care of the birds. He takes care of, you know how many million birds we have in this world? Do you think there is, there is a, a, a group of people that feed the birds? No. No. God is the one feeding the millions and billions of birds in the world. There are billions of birds in this world. Probably there, there might be more birds than humans. Amen. So God takes care of them. If God takes care of birds, what about you? What about you? This is a follow-up to the message of have faith in the love of God. Are you not more valuable than birds? God is asking you. If I take care of the birds, I give them food. What about you? If I make sure they're, they're in good health, what about you? 27, verse 27 says, So which one of you by worrying could add anything to your life? Which one of you by worrying could add anything to your life? Worry does not add anything to your life. It only takes things from your life. Verse 28, And why would you worry about your clothing? Look at the beautiful flowers of the field. They don't walk or toil. And yet, not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was robed in beauty like one of these. So if God has clothed the meadow with hay, which, here, which is here for a such time, a short time and then dried up and burned won't he provide for you clothes that you need you of little faith won't he provide for you the clothes that you need you of little faith it means whenever you are worried about something to wear whenever you are worried that your clothes are getting old whenever you are worried that your shoes are getting old <laughs> God says you have a little faith God says your faith is so little so God does not want you to worry about what to wear. That worry in the name of Jesus Christ about clothes. Why would you go to ch- not go to church because you don't have something to wear? We, we've been there before. Where we were so embarrassed. There was one time I didn't have a, a lot of clothes. And I was part of the choir. So I thanked the Lord because of the choir robes. <laughs> so what I did was I, I, I come to church very early in the morning with any clothes I have. And I wear the choir robes and cover my clothes, the old clothes I, the old clothes that I had, those days, I covered them with the choir robe, and I would wait. I, I, I was living in the pastorate, so I would wear the choir robe to my house, <laughs> just to cover up for my clothes. So nobody knew that I didn't have nice clothes. Amen. But I was, that was an expression of worry and pride. Do you know that the feeling of embarrassment is because you are embarrassed because you're your pride have been poked or somebody something has touched your ego 
you know the feeling of embarrassment and shame sometimes is an expression of pride pride may god deliver you from that in the name of jesus christ a dead man if a dead man is not that's why they strip them naked a dead man does not care about what he wears a dead man does not care about the beautiful casket he is in that's why we shouldn't even worry about you know spending too much money for funerals because that dead man does not care whether you display him naked <laughs> he doesn't care the bible says we should die to the flesh if your flesh is dead you will not feel embarrassed amen uh, i'm glad i'm not talking to you face to face now to see your reactions but that's the truth the feeling of embarrassment is an expression of hidden pride if you are embarrassed about the clothes that you have you are either proud or ungrateful no matter where you are today you are better than someone no matter where you are today no matter what you have today what you have today is somebody else's prayer points the clothes you wear today somebody is praying to have a clo- something like that to wear there are people who have only one pair of shoes one pair of pants and one pair of shirts that are torn and worn out they are praying to have the number of clothes that you have and you are there you are worried about not having enough clothes sometimes you even get embarrassed you don't want to go to church because they will say she was wearing that dress last week that you so people are worried that they repeat their clothes in a week that is an expression of your little faith god said do not worry about your clothes don't worry about how much clothes you have hallelujah verse 31 so then forsake your worries god is telling you forsake your worries throw your worries away why would you say what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for that is what unbelievers chase after unbelievers chase after what to eat what to wear what to drive what to drink he says doesn't your heavenly father already know that you have needs for all of this i read it again let me read it accurately doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your body require god already know that you need food god already knows that you need water to drink he already knows that you need good clothes that's why he said you should not worry about it verse 33 so above all constantly seek god's kingdom and his righteousness then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly there is something to seek there is something to seek above clothes above water above food it's called the kingdom of god so above all constantly seek god's kingdom and his righteousness then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly verse 34 refuse to worry about tomorrow but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time tomorrow will take care of itself don't worry about tomorrow how am i kids going to go to school tomorrow god says don't worry what are my kids going to eat tomorrow god says don't worry how am i going to pay my school fees tomorrow god says don't worry don't worry about tomorrow 
people worry because they don't want to live their life one day at a time. God is asking you to live your life one day at a time. One day at a time. One day at a time. Deal with today. God will provide for you today. The same God that provided for you yesterday will provide for you today. I will provide for you tomorrow. There was a time in my family uh, we we uh, bought a car from my wife bought a car from the bank and that was the only car we had then you know she she has been paying for this car a polo vivo paying for this car for for two years and one day she was praying and god spoke to her to take the car back and be dead that god said god said i want you to be debt free the scripture god gave him was oh no man nothing but love so my wife told me that i was so worried about my wife how is she gonna cope how is she gonna uh, go to work how is she gonna go do grocery shopping you know but i caught myself on the track and i supported her we took the car back and for the next two weeks we were working everywhere we were working every it was a bit embarrassing that's why i told you we are all dealing with this flesh this flesh must die the feeling of embarrassment is pride i was embarrassed so days uh, carrying grocery shopping bags you know walking uh, across the street the people would say oh look at that pastor that preaches prosperity and is working on food amen you know so i was so embarrassed and that is pride i repeat embarrassment is pride if you know that god is going to take care of you you will not embarrass about the present those who can see the faithfulness of god those who are sure that God is going to come through for them, they don't get embarrassed about the present. They are not ashamed of the present. They know the whatever, that, that which we see is temporary. Amen. The situation, no condition is permanent. Now, my wife took the car. The next two weeks or so, we were working. Next thing that happened was that somebody resigned at my wife's uh, workplace and she began to act for that person that resigned. And my wife was solving a lot of problems for the organization. And they rented a car for my wife. They gave my wife an official car. Nissan X-Trail, a big SUV, a nice SUV. We moved from, drive, my wife moved from driving a Polo Vivo to driving a Nissan X-Trail. Amen. Now she, she was no longer paying the monthly installments. She was no longer paying for ma- car maintenance. She was no longer pay- buying petrol. She was no longer buying tires. All of those things were supplied by the organization. For as long as my wife works for that organization, she will always have an official car. She brings it home. She's able to do everything she has to do with the car. It's officially her own car. See how God moved her from driving a polo. If my wife was worried about how she was going to survive, she will not take that car back and she will keep paying 7,000 rand, about 7,000 rand every month. Everything. I'm disclosing a lot of family information here, but it's fine. Amen. So she was paying about 7,000 rand for all the car tracking, the monthly installment for the car, the, the, the interest, the maintenance plan, you know, petrol and everything was over 7,000 per month. Now God is saving my wife 7,000 a month. 
Amen. And we are, we've been standing on the line that God is going to bless her with her own car. Praise the Lord. So if my wife was worried, if my wife was worried about walking, about what was going to happen, if she takes the car back, she will not have that new vehicle. Praise the Lord. She will not have that new vehicle that she has now. So maybe God is, has been speaking to you to let go, to get out of debt. Get out of debt. You borrow because you don't know whether God is going to come through. Kenneth Copeland said that borrowing is a replacement covenant. Borrowing is, you know, your way of saying, oh, I don't know whether God is going to come through for me or not. Borrowing to eat. Borrowing to eat. Borrowing to eat is not wise. It's an expression of Oh, God, help me say this. God, help me say this. Okay, let me put it this way. There is nothing wrong in asking someone to support your family with food. If, if you have good friends, you have Christian friends, we are supposed to help one another. Don't be ashamed to ask. Don't be ashamed to ask. Sometimes people borrow because they are ashamed to ask, ashamed of asking. And being ashamed of asking is pride, your ego. You're, you know, you're proud. That's why you borrow. Instead of asking someone to assist you with something to eat, you go to, to borrow from the bank. You get into debt. You get into debt. Borrowing, you can ask. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Brothers and sisters, I left my family when I was 17 years old. In 2002, I was 17 years old. I learned the hard way. I grew up. When growing up, for me, it was easier to steal than to borrow, than to ask for help. <laughs> uh, that was the height of pride. I would rather steal than ask someone for help. You know, of course, I didn't steal, so I went without. I was hungry for many days. Instead of asking someone, opening my mouth and speaking to Christian friends, brethren in church, people want to help you, but you don't ask. They are waiting for you to ask. They will not some of them will not they are not magicians how would they know except the holy spirit reveals to them that you have a need don't be too proud to ask for help don't be too proud to ask for help don't be too proud to ask for help you don't know god must have spoken to someone you know god must have spoken anytime you have a need there is someone that if you pray god will use other people to meet your need you if you have been paying your tithe and giving your offerings, if you have been paying your tithe and giving your offering faithfully, the Bible says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over, shall man give unto your bosom. Shall man, 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 human beings, it is human beings that will give to you, not angels. Angels don't have money in heaven. There is no money in heaven. All the money you need is on earth. Don't be ashamed of asking. May God set you free from that pride in the name of Jesus Christ. Ask and you shall receive. Ask your relations. Ask your family members. Ask your church members. If they mock you, so be it. If, they, if you, have, you have prayed, so, someone listening to me, you must have prayed and prayed and prayed and had faith for this money to come. And the money has not arrived yet. Maybe you are too proud to ask. Ask God, who should I ask? The money you need is in somebody's bank account. The money you need right now is in somebody's bank account. 
ask and God will show you who to ask. I remember in 2010, I wanted to start a business. I needed $700. I needed $700 to start a business. And God told me, I was praying, 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 praying. I sold seeds. I, you know, prayed, 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 prayed. And God told me, the, the money you need is somewhere. And I said, God, who should I ask? God told me who to ask. And I asked, and I got $700 that I needed for the business, the capital I needed for that business. When I was in the university, there's always someone to ask. There's always someone that has the money that will be happy to give to you and will be so glad that they have had an opportunity to be a blessing to you. Don't be too proud to ask. That is how God meets your needs. Sometimes you may not need to ask, but when you have waited and waited and waited, maybe there's someone to ask somewhere. So don't go borrowing. Instead of borrowing, ask. Instead of borrowing, wait. Some things we if we go into debt because we, we are we, we, maybe we think God is too slow. We'll get to that as we proceed. God is never slow. May God give you understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember, I'm admonishing you. I'm at, it is an exhortation. Amen. So um, let's read again First Peter chapter five verse 6 to 10. 1 Peter chapter 5 from verse 6 to 10. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what to do um, when you've prayed. Between the time you prayed and the time the, the, the answers arrive, you receive the answer to your prayer, I will tell you what to do in, in the meantime. I will tell you to do when you are waiting on the Lord. I will tell you in this uh, podcast I'm going to tell you I have uh, a list of things the Lord has given me to share with you so um, some of you listening to me maybe you're waiting for the promise of the Lord maybe uh, you're waiting you're waiting for your spouse maybe you've been waiting for a certain uh, provision or maybe you've been waiting for a certain promise to come through or there's something you've prayed about and you've been uh, you know standing in line you know trusting the Lord to come through for you or maybe you are sick You've prayed for healing and it looks like the healing is not yet forthcoming. What do you do while you are waiting? I'm going to share that with you in a short time. First Peter chapter 5 from verse 5 to verse... Okay, we'll start from verse uh, 6 to 10. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually, he will eventually exalt you. As you leave the timing in his hands, bow low, humble yourself before the Lord. What does it mean to humble yourself? Pray. Prayer is an expression of your faith in God, your dependence on God. Humble yourself. Pray. Ask the Lord. Tell the Lord what you need. And he will eventually exalt you. As you leave the timing in his hands, leave the timing in the hands of God. Leave the timing in the hand of God. God is never late. God is never late. God is never late. He is always on time. God is always on time. God is always on time. Whenever God comes, you will know either it is the right time 
whenever. Pray and leave the time into uh, to God. Don't give God deadlines. Do not give God deadlines. God, you must do this in seven days. You must do this in seven days. Pray. Of course, express your expectation. Tell God you need it. Tell God when you need it. But if it doesn't come, leave the timing up to God. Leave the timing in His hands, the Bible says. Leave the timing in His hands. Don't let anyone put you under pressure. Do not let anyone put you under pressure. Other people are getting married. Do not let that put you under pressure. Other people are building houses. Do not let them put you under pressure. Other people are buying cars. Do not let them put you under pressure. When your time is right, you will not be denied. When your time is right, God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You need to have faith and patience. You need to have faith and patience. Leave the timing in the hands of God. Don't put yourself under pressure. Do not put yourself under pressure. Sometimes the reason for your pressure is the deadlines you have set for your your goals, for your dreams. By the time I'm 30, I must have my own house. I must be this. I must leave all the musts up to God. Have faith, but have patience at the same time. Verse 7, the Bible says, Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. For he, he always tenderly cares for you. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. Give your worries to God. I was giving an illustration on Sunday. If you pour water on the floor, do you go to pick it up again? If you pour water, maybe you mistakenly spilled the water you want to drink on the floor. Do you go to pack it up again and put back on the in the glass to drink? No, you don't do that. You don't do that. When you throw your worries on the Lord, when you throw your worries on the Lord, the Bible says, cast all of your cares in King James. Cast all your cares on the Lord. For he cares for you. When you cast, it means to throw. When you throw a stone in the in the river, do you go down the river looking for the stones you have thrown? No, you don't do that. You leave them there. Hallelujah. Flush all of your worries. Flush all of your worries. Flush them. Flush. Worry is not good for you. The same way the excreta you pass out in the toilet is not good. You don't go uh, to this uh, sewer. You, you don't go to, to look for what you have flushed. No, if you have flushed it, leave it. Flush all of your worries. Worries are toxic. Worries are toxic, just like excreta, just like urine. You know, worries are toxic. When you spit something, you don't go pick up what you spat on the ground to eat it again. No, worries are toxic. Worry, anxiety, stress, they are all toxic. When you throw them on the Lord, don't go pick them again. May God give you the grace to do that. What do you do? After you throw them and that thing tries to come back again, you say, no, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm not going to worry. I've thrown that worry on the Lord. You're worried about your children. Maybe your child is on drugs. You've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. You throw that worry, that concern on the Lord. Give it to God. And the next time you see your child smoking again, are you tell the devil, no, devil, I'm not going to worry. I've thrown this care on the Lord. I have cast my cares on the Lord. I refuse to worry. I refuse to worry. Say it after me. I refuse to worry. Say it loud. I refuse to worry. I refuse to be stressed up. I have thrown my worries on the Lord. Whenever you pray, you are casting all of your cares on the Lord. 
you have an opportunity to do this after this podcast. You can even pause this podcast right now and begin to cast all of your worries. Throw them. Flush all of your worries. Flush them. Flush them. Let me read this um, uh, verse 7 in the Amplified Bible, the Classic Edition. It says, Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties. Cast all of your anxieties on the Lord. All of your worries. All your concerns once and for all on him for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully he god cares about you affectionately let me read it in the amplified bible casting all your cares all your anxieties all your worries and all your concerns once and for all on him for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. God cares about you with the deepest affection. And God watches over you very carefully. He will not allow you to lack what you truly need. Hallelujah. 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 Do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry, says the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's read um, the next scripture we have here. Romans. We read this in the last podcast. If you don't have that post, uh, podcast, go check it. Have faith in the love of God. Go check out that podcast. You're going to be blessed. Have faith in the love of God. Look for that podcast. And please subscribe to this channel so you'll be able to get all of our new uh, messages. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. The Bible says, For God has proved His love by giving us His greatest treasure, the gift of His Son. And since God freely offered Him up as the sacrifice for us all, He certainly won't withhold from us anything else He has to give. For God has proved His love by giving us His greatest treasure. God gave you Jesus, His only Son. And since God freely gave Jesus to die for you, He certainly will not withhold from you any other thing He has to give. God has prosperity to give you. God has healing. God has whatever it is that you need. God will not withhold from you anything that He has to give. God is a God of love. He's a giver of gift. He's a giver of good things. Every good thing comes from him. He has a lot of good things to give you as his child. Remember where we read, uh, let's read it again, Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. God is a giver of good things. He says, ask from verse 7. He says, ask and the gift is yours. Ask God, what do you need? Instead of worrying, ask, why worry when you can pray? Why worry when you can ask? Instead of worrying about that thing, ask the Lord to give you. The Bible says, ask. Ask for that job. Ask for that job. <laughs> if you are trusting the Lord for a job, go get my message on my podcast, Get a Job Supernaturally. There is a message titled, Get a Job Supernaturally. I'm telling you, God is going to amaze you with testimonies, with miraculous jobs. In the name of Jesus Christ, people are already testifying. I got a testimony the other day. You know, if you are a temporary staff and you want to become a permanent staff, 
go get that message if you you are stagnated you feel like you deserve uh, to be promoted and the promotion is not forthcoming go get that message get a job supernaturally i thought on this very well the bible says let me read again ask and the gift is yours seek and you will find or you discover knock and the door will be opened for you are you trusting the Lord for open doors instead of worrying and saying there are no jobs there are no open doors no opportunities where i am is a lie child of god there are opportunities where you are there are several opportunities where you are there are many 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 several opportunities where you are all you need to do is god show me open the eyes of my understanding let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened lord open my eyes that i will see the treasures that are all around me that i will see the job opportunities that are all around me that i will see the business opportunities that are all around me you do not lack opportunities you only lack revelation you do not lack opportunities you only lack revelation you do not lack opportunities there are opportunities where you are all you need is revelation hallelujah the bible says verse 8 for everyone for every persistent one will get what he asked for <laughs> king james say for he that ask and keep asking <laughs> hey he shall find every persistent one will get what he asks for every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for and everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door keep on knocking keep on applying keep on applying for jobs keep applying for the contracts keep keep on don't quit if you don't quit one day one day you will receive you will have your testimony if you do not quit if you do not quit verse 9 do you know of any parents who gives who will give his hungry child who ask him for food a plate of rocks instead i take it again do you know of any parent who will give his hungry child who ask for food a plate of rocks will you ever give your child a, a, a plate of stones when he ask you for food your child is hungry and he said mommy or daddy i need food will you ever give him stones to eat i say oh my child have this beautiful stone and eat may god give you the grace to crush it no you will not do that verse 10 or when ask for a piece of fish would what let me read again this english is running away from me now english come back verse 10 or when let me read from verse 9 do you know of any parent who will give his hungry child who asks for food a plate of rocks instead or when asked for a piece of fish what parent would offer his child a snake instead imagine your child ask you for some tuna your child wants some pilchards for so, those of you in nigeria if your child ask you for sardine what to call sardine you know will you give him a snake to bite him will you give your child a snake when he ask for a fish no now verse 11 if you imperfect as you are know how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best how much more ready is your heavenly father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask him hallelujah if you know how to give good gift to your children how much more god god loves you more than you love your children god loves you more than you love your children so develop your faith in the love of god develop your faith in the love of god god never fails to meet our need check 
What have you ever asked the Lord? Your basic needs. Have you ever slept without food? Have you ever desired to travel to see your family and you did not? God supplies all of your needs. If you have not received it yet, then you don't need it yet. Because when you need it, my God will give it to you. What you need, God has given you. All you have now are the things you need. The ones you need tomorrow will be supplied tomorrow. If you don't get it, God knows you don't need it. That is it. That is what it means to trust the Lord. To trust the Lord means, Father, I thank you because you have supplied all my needs. The things I need, now I have them. The ones I don't have is because you know I do not need them. I thought I needed them. But for in reality, I do not need them. Because if I needed them, you will not deny me. You will not deny me because you are a faithful God. When I truly need it, you will give it to me. I remember when I did not have a suit. I prayed I would always covet other people's suits. But today I have enough. I have enough. Yeah, there, of course, there are some other ones that I like. When I need them, God will supply them. I wear some pretty good suits right now. I have some pretty nice shoes. The ones, other ones that I, 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 I like, you know, that I'm desiring, when I truly need them, God will supply them the same way He supplied the ones I have now. The car you are driving now, that's the car you need. When that one that, you know, that you desire, you know, when it's time for you to have that one, you, God will give it to you. God will give you that nice car. God will give you nice houses. God knows what you need. God knows what you need better than you do. Do you know your children think they need chocolate every time? But you know your children don't need chocolate every time. You know, they don't know the vitamins that they need. But you know as a parent that my child needs this vitamin. My child needs to eat this. My child needs to eat that. But the child, all the child thinks he needs is chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. And watch cartoons the whole time. You as a parent, you know that your child needs to go to bed at seven o'clock or eight o'clock but your child thinks that what he needs now is to play xbox because you as a parent you know this child needs enough sleep the child does not know he needs enough sleep the child wants to watch movies wants to watch cartoon he wants to play games he wants to talk with you but the child what the child needs is sleep as a parent you know the needs of your children more than they do as a child of god god knows your need more than you do and he will supply each one because he loves you when it's time for you to have it you will have it don't worry be happy don't worry be happy refuse to be anxious refuse to be sad because of what you do not have refuse to be sad satan wants to make you sad get my message overcoming the spirit of heaviness satan there is a message titled overcoming the spirit of heaviness get that message i preached it some months ago God knows what you need. Satan is the one that makes you heavy. Makes you heavy. Makes you, reminds you of all the things you do not have. So you'll be depressed. God never fails to meet your need. And God is never late. God is never late. He is always on time. Now, I want to make a very important point. I want you to pay careful attention to what I'm about to say now. Do you know that when it looks like God is late, it means God has something better for you. Let me read the way I have it on my note here. Then I will explain. I will share a testimony with you. Whenever it looks like God is late, he usually does something that is better and bigger than what you were praying for. 
whenever it looks like God is late, he will always beat your expectation. Child of God, I give you a couple of testimony. When I came to South Africa to study, I shared my testimony with you. If you have not had my testimony, let me share it again. When I was coming from Nigeria to come study in South Africa, in River Bible Institute, I had only 200 rand. As at that time, if you are listening from Nigeria, it was about uh, 3,000 Naira. It was less than 4,000 Naira that I had. If you convert it to Naira, it was less than 4,000 Naira that I had when I was leaving Murtala Mohammed International Airport, Lagos, to OR Tambo International Airport, South Africa. The guy that dropped me at the airport, Brother Ifai Ajuba, he did not know that I only had 200 rand or equivalent of about 4,000 rand, 4,000 naira in my pocket, in my wallet. That was all I had. I came to South Africa to study for three years with only 4,000 naira or 200 rand. It was a lot of struggles. It was a lot of struggle. I had to learn how to receive from God here. My faith was really stretched to the max, to the limits. Amen. One time, I was behind with my rent. And usually in South Africa, they would take, if you miss one month, they would take the deposit. Because they would ask you to pay a deposit. They took the deposit. And the next month, I couldn't pay again. And I was praying. I remember I prayed. I fasted. I called my pastor, a pastor friend of mine in Winners Chapel International. Winners Chapel people can pray. That pastor prayed. We prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. God bless Pastor Ephraim. God bless Pastor Ephraim. Pastor Ephraim stood in line with me. It was not a time where people have money in South Africa. People have money by month end because that's where people get paid. You know, there was no money. We were trusting the Lord, trusting the Lord for rent, praying. I called my friends. We held hands together. We prayed. We fasted. I remember I even sowed a seed of faith. I got money. The money was not enough. I gave it as an offering. <laughs> you know, I was expecting God to come through for me. But it looks like God did not come through for me. And I was kicked out of the house shamefully. I was kicked out. It was so shameful. They seized some of my stuff. And, you know, thinking if they seize it, I will, I will be forced to look for money and pay. They, they believe I had money. Because how would you come from Nigeria to come study in South Africa and you don't have money? All of the students have bursaries. They have parents. You can't come from another country to study in another country if you don't have a good financial support base. You know, so they assumed probably I embezzled the money. I ate, I used the money. In Nigeria, we say you eat the money. They thought I ate the money. They didn't know that I did not have a dime to pay. I was behind with school fees. I was behind with rent. I was praying for school fees. I was praying for rent. I was praying for school fees and I was praying for rent. And I was kicked out. And I tried to squat in my neighbor's house and they caught me on camera. Then they gave the guy warning. He came to school and told me, Brother Jimmy is his name. Brother Jimmy told me, the caretaker said that if I sleep one night in his room, he would get into trouble. Please, Brother Sam, I don't want to get into trouble. Please find a place to sleep. So I was like, okay, that's it. So after school that day, I went to the school library and I was 
just sitting down as like god i'm not gonna sleep on the street i'm not gonna sleep on the street i'm not gonna be homeless for one day you sent me to south africa i didn't send myself so you have a place for me but it looks like i have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and the time you know god they say god is a god of 11th hour the 11th hour has passed and god still did not come so i was sitting down there i was uh, kind of disappointed but i still you know you can be disappointed in your head and still have faith in your heart you know everything you can be disappointed because all the arm of the flesh you were trusting in have failed everyone i was trusting you know sometimes you beg indirectly or oh, i've asked and i didn't receive <laughs> i asked people and i didn't they, they could not give to me so i was sitting down that was in september of uh of that uh, 2016 it has not been long ago <laughs> it's not been a long time you know it's not well, 2016 i was struggling you can't believe that 2016 i was struggling to pay rent you cannot believe that child of god so that was september i was sitting down there and i got a phone call another classmate of mine his name is brent bays brent bays called me on the phone and asked me brother sam where are you i said i'm in the school library he said uh um i, I want to come fetch you so i thought he was coming to fetch me for the weekend <laughs> i was like oh thank you father at least i have a place to sleep for this today and tomorrow while i still uh, buy time and pray more <laughs> amen i didn't know that god was about to blow my mind you know what happened brother brent overheard jimmy telling me that he was going to get into trouble if he allows me to sleep in his room for another night brent heard when jimmy was saying that and brent picked up the phone and called uh, a woman called pastor lane he called the pastor the woman had a, a house where brent was staying and asked if they could take me in and the woman said fine tell him to come so i was packing a few things to go with brent brent said no take everything that you have you are moving into a new house men and women brothers and sisters from september 2016 till january of 2018 when i left east london south africa for port elizabeth i did not pay rent anymore i did i was asking god for one month rent but god gave me a free house to live in for almost two years till i was done with bible school and left town the only reason i left that house is was because i left town praise the lord so god it looked like god was late but god has something better than what i was asking for so when it looked like you were you are being delayed just relax don't worry don't worry god is preparing something better than what you are praying for I was praying for a rent. God had a free house for me. Men and women, brothers and sisters, I did not buy groceries anymore. I did not buy food anymore. Remember when I was paying my own rent, I had to trust God for food. Many times I wouldn't have enough to eat, but God dealt with the issue of food, supplied all the toiletry needs, met all my grocery needs, and met all my accommodation needs. When I I would have been disappointed and start speaking nonsense and tell God you have failed me and become anxious and get sick but God had a better plan So the question is what should I be doing when I am still waiting on the Lord
What should I be doing when I'm waiting? While I'm waiting for my answers to come, what should I be doing? While I'm waiting for the miracles I'm anticipating to come, what will I do? What should I be doing from the time I said Amen to the time God says Here is it? Where it is? How do they put it there? I learned it from uh, Dr. Jerry Savell. He says there's a message that is titled Between Amen and Here It Is. You must get that message and listen by Dr. Jerry Savell. So between the time you said Amen and the time God says Here It Is, what do you do? Turn the Bibles to Romans chapter 4. Let's learn from the story of Abraham. Romans chapter 4. We read from verse, from verse 17. Romans chapter 4 from verse 17. Shout hallelujah. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. The Bible says, That's what the scripture means when it says, I have made you the father of many nations. He is our example and father. For in God's presence, he believed that God can raise the dead and call into being things that do not even exist yet. Against all odds, when he looked, looked hopeless, Abraham, Abraham, believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word and as a result he became the father of many nations. God declared over him uh, God's declaration over him came to pass. God said your descendants will be so many that they will be impossible to count. Verse 19 In spite of being nearly 100 years old when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. Verse 20, he said, He never stopped believing God's promise, for he was made strong in his faith to father a child. And because he was mighty in faith and convinced that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promises abraham glorified god hallelujah hallelujah i know you're not familiar with this uh, translation but i'm going to pull out some principles from here some instructions from scriptures because what uh, god says to one he says to all you know hallelujah so we're going to learn from abraham you know he waited for 25 solid years when God promised him the child, you know, he waited for 25 years to have Isaac. And Sarah was already old. It looked humanly impossible. But, you know, they kept on believing. They kept on believing. From the time God promised him he was going to give him a child, you know, until the time the child came was a long time. It's almost a lifetime. A whole lifetime for someone listening to me right now. Hallelujah. You know, so I'm going to tell you from this text we have just read some things the Lord revealed to me from my own personal experience what to do between the time you said you pray and the time God releases or the, rather the time you receive the answers to your prayers number one know the promises of God you must know what God has promised you are you trusting God for health uh, for healing find out what the Bible says the promises of God concerning your health. 
Find out the promises God has made concerning what you are believing for. Are you trusting God for finances? Get scriptures that promise you what God uh, you know, supplies in your finances. For example, Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You know, get it, uh, you know, uh, that get scriptures like that. Um, uh, Luke chapter uh, 6 verse 38, you know, good measure, press that shaking together shall men give unto me, give unto my bosom. You know, uh, if I pay my tithe, Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, you know, God will cause the windows of heaven to be open and you pour out, uh, you know, showers of blessing, pour out a blessing, you know, more than I have capacity to contain. You know, get those scriptures that promise you these things. If you are trusting God for a job, get that my message um, titled, uh, titled, Get a Job Supernaturally. A job is a good thing and God says he will not withhold any good thing from you. You know, get those messages. Get those messages. Build your faith. Build your faith. Know the promise of God. Make sure that you know that the scriptures have covered that need that you have. Are you trusting God for a child? You know, find out Exodus, for example. Exodus 23, verse 25 to 26. He says, You shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water. He shall take away sickness from the midst of thee. You know, that you will not miscarry. You know, you, you, you said the number of your days you will fulfill. You know, you, you know that none shall be barren in the land. None shall be barren. Read it. You know, read. Children are the heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb are his rewards. You know, get those scriptures. Stand on the word of God. Get the word. Know what God has said concerning your situation. Are you trusting the Lord for promotion? You know, get the word of God that covers that thing that you need. Are you trusting the Lord for any form of inter divine intervention? Are you trusting the Lord for a spouse? The Bible says, He that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And God said that He will not withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly. You know, if a, a wife is a, if a, 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 getting, finding a wife is obtaining favor, the Bible also says, says in Psalm 25, verse 12, that God surrounds you with favor as with a shield. Find those promises and meditate on them. Meditate on them. Marinate on them. <laughs> Permit me to use that word. Until it soaks in. Until it becomes your word. Not just what another preacher said. Get those words and speak them over yourself. Meditate on them until they become your revelation. Then you take your eyes away from what is happening. Abraham had to take his eyes away from his age. He had to take away his eyes from Sarah's womb. Sarah had long passed menopause. It was biologically impossible for Sarah to conceive again. Her womb was old and, you know, retired and tired, you know. Abraham took his eyes away from what is happening and put his eyes on what God has promised. Keep your eye on the promise of God, not on your circumstance. Take your eyes away from the economic situation of your country. Stop feeding on the 10 spies network. <laughs> Andrew Omar calls uh, uh, the, the news network, the uh, uh, secular, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, mainstream media. It's full of bad news. Take your eyes off from the statistics of COVID-19, from the economic 
projection of unemployment. Take your eyes away from the statistics of unemployed people. You are not, they're not talking about you. Take your eyes away from what is happening and put, keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes from, to, uh, to, on the Lord because that's where your help comes from. Take your eyes away from what is happening. And keep your eyes on the promise. I know my God shall supply. You know those days when I was uh, struggling, you know, for uh, in, uh, in the area of accommodation, I get got that song by Kenneth Copeland. I know my God will make has made a way for me. I keep on saying, I know my God shall supply all my need. When I was trusting the Lord for a wife for many uh, for a, a good number of years, I remember from 2006, I've been trusting the Lord for a wife. I only got married in 2020. Amen. In 2020, it took a long time. I kept standing on the word of God. I refused to look at my bank account. I refused to look at my family background. I refused to look at my level of education. I kept my eyes on the Lord. It got to a time in 2017 when I'm walking on the street and I see a girl that looks like the girl I'm trusting the Lord for. I say, Father, I thank you because you have a beautiful girl like this for me. Father, I thank you because you have a beautiful girl like this for me. I kept confessing it. I kept confessing it. And God gave me what I wanted. It may not have come in the exact package that I was expecting. But when I opened the package, it was exactly what I have been believing God for. God gave me a wife that satisfies me in every aspect. Amen. So keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on what God has promised and not what is happening. Keep your eyes. Abraham kept his eyes on the stars of heaven. Those innumerable stars. He kept his eyes on the stars. He didn't keep his eyes on his surrounding, his body, his age, the calendar. Oh, Abraham. It happened at God's timing. Abraham and Sarah, they missed God's timing. They became so hasty and they had Ishmael. You know the story surrounding Ishmael, you know, but God did not throw them away. So that means even if you make a mistake, you become impatient and make some mistakes, God will not cancel his plan. He will not throw you away. He will not disqualify you from his best. Pick up if you became impatient and you made some mistakes, ask God to forgive you and move on. What next do you do? Strengthen your faith by giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Give God praise for what he has done in the past and what he is capable of doing for you. The Bible said that Abraham was strong in the faith, giving glory to God. Thanksgiving strengthens your faith. I keep thanking the Lord. Lord, I thank you for what you have done for me in the past. I know you will do this for me. I know because you have done it in the, before, you will do it again. You have done it before, you will do it again. You will never fail me. You will never fail me. Father, I thank you. You are too big to fail. God, I thank you because you are never late. I thank you because when I'm due, I will never be denied. I thank you. You are the God of all flesh. Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible. If you gave me Jesus, you can give me this car. If you gave me Jesus, you can give me this child. If you gave me Jesus, a job is a small thing for you. You keep thanking the Lord, thanking the Lord, celebrating his faithfulness. Keep strengthening your faith. Thanksgiving th strengthens your faith. Thank God for what he has done. Thank God for what he's doing. And you will not fail to receive your what you've been standing in faith for in the name of Jesus. What else should you do while you are waiting? Resist every temptation to be worried or anxious. Refuse every temptation to be worried. Satan will want to bring 
situations remind you of what you do not have. Whenever Satan reminds you of what you do not have, remind him of what God has done for you in the past and what God has done for you today. Tell the devil, shame on you. I woke up this morning. I'm among the living. So many people have died today already, but I'm still alive. I am not in the hospital. You know, tell the devil what God has done and he will run away from you. Resist every temptation. Say, Satan, take your worries and leave right now. I resist you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to worry. And begin to praise the Lord. Sing praises. Make a list of what God has done for you in the past. I have a journal. Uh, you know, I, I keep a record. The other day, I wanted to give some of my uh, stuff away. And I saw a place where I wrote down things um, God has done for me. I record, including when I got a lift. That was in 2018. When I got a lift, I wrote it down. When somebody buys me lunch, I wrote it down. You know, when somebody bought me data, airtime, those days, I wrote everything. I begin to recount. One day, I began to count, you know, my blessings from the time I left my father's house in 2002. I began, By the time you count your blessings, anxiety will run away. When anxiety knocks on the door, send thanksgiving to open the door. When anxiety meets thanksgiving, he will run away. He will disappear. I don't know where that is coming from. I believe it's the Holy Ghost. When anxiety, fear, and worries knock on the door, send brother thanksgiving and praise to open the door, both of them. When thanksgiving and praise looks at anxiety, when anxiety and worry and fear looks at thanksgiving and praise, they will disappear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What else do you do when you are standing in line for a miracle, when you are waiting? Give. Meet other people's needs. Be the answer to other people's prayers and God will give you the answers to your prayer. Look for someone to give. When you are in need, it's a time to give. There is always something to give in your house. There is something. Look for something that someone else will thank the Lord for that you have. Maybe it's a pair of shoes. Give your pair of shoes. You are trusting the Lord for a car? Give somebody a lift. Give somebody transport. Give, you know, you know, support someone. Call someone. Send somebody airtime. Send somebody some money. Give, 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 give. Meet other people's needs and God will meet your needs. In 2004, when I got to a, a city in Nigeria called Onisha, God told me, the secret of your prosperity in this land is this. Everyone you need has a need. When you meet their needs, they will meet your need. When you give them, you have something for everyone you meet. When you give them what you have, they will give you what you need. They will give you what you need. That became my secret. That became my secret. That became my secret. I meet needs. When you meet needs, God meets your need. Meet other people's needs and God will meet your need. Finally, what do you do when you are standing in line and you are waiting for your miracle to arrive? Find someone to pray for. Find people who are going through the same challenge you are facing. Pray for them. The Bible says that after Job prayed for his friends, God turned the captivity of Job after he prayed for his friends. God turned the captivity. You are trusting love for a baby? Pray for other people you know who are, who are struggling to conceive. If you are trusting love for a job, pray for all your friends. Take a break from praying for yourself. You have prayed enough. Thank the Lord for yourself and intercede for other people. Thank the Lord for yourself. Intercede for other people. Are you trusting love for healing? Pray for other people who need healing. And God will give you breakthroughs in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. If you are not born again, that is where to start from. If you are not born again, I want you to know that Jesus Christ died for your sins. That sin 
that is weighing you down, Jesus has already paid for it. Jesus has already paid the price for your sin. Jesus died on the cross for your sin. He died on the cross for your sin. Jesus has paid for all that sin you're struggling with right now. All you need to do is to believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Make him the Lord of your life. Make him the owner of your life. And be, confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says you shall be saved. The Bible says you shall be saved. If you are ready to do that, if you are not born again or you are a backslider, I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Say after me, I believe you died for me. And on the third day, you rose again that I may be justified. Right now, I make you my Lord and my Savior. Thank you because I am born again. And I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. If you say that prayer, I promise you, you are born again. Hallelujah. Send me an email or go to our website, Dominion Commission, dominioncommission.org. And uh, there's a column on the website if... Are you a new believer? There's, a, there's an article there for you, uh, a material that I have materials for you to download there on our website. Or better still, send me an email or send me a WhatsApp. Check, go to our website, send a, a message through, and just say, I just received Jesus. I just got born again. Send a WhatsApp that is on our website there. Um, you can also see it on the information of this podcast. Uh, you, you send me an email send an email and i have some things i want to share with you i want to send with you i want to pray with you if you need prayers send an email send a whatsapp give us a phone call um call us and we will be a blessing to you i'm about to pray for you right now i'm about to pray for you right now to destroy the spirit of heaviness every spirit of fear anxiety and worry i'm going to curse it right now and it will leave you alone forever in the name of jesus christ if you also want to give you want to give this ministry has been a blessing to you you want to partner with us as we take the message of faith the message of dominion around the world feel free to contact us send us an email we'll tell you how to give i will send you a link you send a whatsapp or you send an email i will give you the link i'll send you the link at, um, to our giving platform online giving platform and god bless you or you can go to dominioncommission.org give or go to our website you have all the information there you can send me a, a message and i will send you uh, a, 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 a banking details or if you want to give online through spot uh flutter wave we have uh, those platforms to give um and another thing i want to ask you is to share this message with someone if you know someone who is going through some uh difficult times uh somebody who is struggling with anxiety or depression and who is worried or who is afraid share this podcast with them and god bless you in the name of jesus christ i pray for you right now i come against every spirit of worry you spirit of fear i command you to take your hands off my brother and my sister right now in the name of jesus christ i command you spirit of anxiety you spirit of heaviness i break your hold right now in the name of jesus receive your freedom right now i pray for healing from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet if you are sick in any part of your body i command healing now in the name of jesus i pray for financial breakthroughs i pray for jobs to hit you from all around the world in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for multiple jobs. I come against every form of career stagnation. I come against every form of unemployment and I release the favor of God on your life right now. In the name of Jesus, be blessed. Everything that has been giving you sleepless night, those 
issues of concern. I decree an end has come to your worries. An end has come to your days of worry and anxieties in the name of Jesus. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are healed in Jesus' name. God bless you. Keep listening to Have Dominion Podcast. And don't forget, God has given you dominion over sicknesses, over diseases, over poverty, and all the powers of darkness. Be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. I love you. We love you. This ministry loves you. Keep being a blessing to us. We keep being a blessing to you as much as God gives us opportunities in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Bye-bye.